namo melofo namo melofo namo melofo namo pusen pusa namo pusen pusa namo pusen pusa namo fo pusa namo fo pusa namo fo pusa Arahang sama sambudo bagawa budang bagawantang abiwademi suakato bagawata damo damang namasami Supatipano bagawato sawakasango sanghang namami. Okay, you all can be seated and turn to page one of the chanting book. Viva Chandavandana. Namuatasa bagawato. Arahato Sama Sambuddhasa Namo Atasa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambuddhasa Namo Atasa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambuddhasa Buddhang saranang gachami Dhammang saranang gachami Sanghang saranang gachami Dethiyampi buddhang saranang gachami Dethiyampi dhammang saranang gachami Dutiyampi sanghang saranang gachami Tatiyampi betang saranang gachami Tatiyampi damang saranang gachami Tatiyampi sanghang saranang gachami Pāna-tipātā-vē-ramani-sikhā-padāng-samādhiyā-mi Ādhīnā-dāna-vē-ramani-sikhā-padāng-samādhiyā-mi Kāme-sūmi-chā-chārā-vē-ramani-sikhā-padāng-samādhiyā-mi Mūsāvādāvēramani-sikhā-padāng-samādhiyā-mi Sūrāmērāyāmācāpāmādhāthāna-vēramani-sikhā-padāng-samādhiyā-mi Now we are Chandipadipāpuja, offerings of light. Ganna sarapa dipena dipena tamadang sena tiloka dipang sambudang 
పూజాయామి తమోనుదం గంధసంబరయుతేనోపేనాహాంసుగాన పూజాయే పూజానియంతం పూజాభజనమోతమం వన్నగంధగుణోపేతం ఏతాంకుసుమసంతతి పూజయామి మునిందాస శ్రీపాదసరోరోహే పూజేమి బుద్ధాంకసుమేన పుణ్యనామతేనోతుమోఖం పూపాంగిలాయతీయతాయిదాంగే కాయోతాయతివినాశవాదివాసేతునోబంధే పాలేపరికాపితాయాతిగాన్హాతుమోతమాదివాసేతునోబంధే Now we will chant the puja aspiration based on our understanding of the significance of all these puja offerings. Significance of offering of light. May this offering of light to the Buddha bring forth the causes and conditions to illuminate our mind and help arise the need of clarity and understanding to dispel all darkness or ignorance therein. Significance of offering of pure, clear, cool water. May this offering of pure, clear, cool water lead us to the pure, clear Dhamma that cools and doses off the fires of all defilements within our mind. Significance of offering of incense. May our morality, virtue, and understanding shine forth far and wide, just like this fragrance of this incense which we are offering to the Blessed One, who is perfect in wisdom and virtue. Significance of Offering of Fruits May this offering of fruits remind us of the Dana Parami of generosity and the fruit of our karma, so that we will diligently strive on with heedfulness to attain the path and fruition as soon as possible. Significance of Offering of Flowers May this constant offering of flowers to the Blessed One strengthen our faith and constantly remind us of the importance of this body, so that we will diligently and sincerely strive on to cultivate sila, samadhi, and panya, leading to ultimate liberation, the bond-free nibbana. Making of overall aspiration. 
by the power of all these merits, born of these offerings, may our spiritual faculties of Sada, Virya, Sati, Samadhi, and Panya be fully strengthened until they become balas or power, <coughs> sharing and transfer merge to all beings. May these merits be shared and transferred to all beings without exception, especially to those who have the conditions and affinity to receive them. Sadhu, Sadhu, Sadhu. Then let us also rejoice with a little offering eh, by Sankayanamita. Sadhu, Sadhu, Sadhu. Then those who came in later. This is the new book we have just printed. Eh? This is the book that I spoke to you all before. 75th lesson of the Six Patriarch Platform Sutta. Eh? This book is very useful because it explains a lot of things about the whole cultivation. It summarizes all of the cultivation here, including Bodhidharma. His advice to the monks and the abbot at that time, because they wanted to him to explain how cultivation is to be developed. So he told them, "You have to start from my basic of my sing way kanpan. You can collect them. Those who just came in, you pass on to them. Then anybody park." Your car outside this number eight, this house. Huh? You park outside. Please don't park today. We are my son coming back. <laughs> he is flying off tomorrow, so don't don't block this the old house huh? number eight. Yeah. If you have park, it's okay. You, you bring out the umbrella, go and look for a proper car park, then come back. Yeah. Okay, good. So I do. Because I don't want you to have the disruption eh, when we are taking the vow. Eh. So I also don't know what time he come back. <laughs> when he come back, you got to remove your car. Too bad. Eh. So if you have park, then make sure you clear it early. Eh. Hmm. Okay. Now we will do the invocation to the devas. Pass the mic to Ingbi. Eh. Invocation to the devas eh, before we chant the Heart Sutta and the Great Compassionate Mantra. I will read to you all the English translation. Invocation to the devas in this universe in their entirety. Let the devas and deities come here. Let them hear the good teaching of the King of Sages, which gives heaven and release Nibbana. This is the time to listen to the teaching. This is the time to listen to the teaching. This is the time to listen to the teaching. Samanta Chakvalesu Atragatan Devata Satam Muni Rajas 
的是盼来也撒婆诃，安息点头，曼陀来，巴陀耶，撒婆。I will ding for you to start. Jeti jeti polo, jeti polo shen, jeti puti sa
You know how to chant, or not? Joy is not around. <laughs> you know, then okay, follow Joy style. Huh? Otherwise, we can follow yours. Either version also, no problem. Huh? Yeah, we will follow you. Huh? I will ring the bell. Huh?
our sharing of the Bodhisattva way. Then after that, later on, we will do the official renewal of the vow. Eh? For those who are new, after the briefing, you will have very strong faith. Eh? Then you can take it for the first time. Eh? But it is going to make a lot of difference to your cultivation. Your whole understanding, nature, all different. Mm. When you plant the seed of Bohi, that Bohi mind is very powerful. When you develop the faith, the Sada, the Virya, and the sincerity, and you vow sincerely, strongly, firmly, so that this Bohi mind, the very special thought of enlightenment Bohi leading to the taking of the vow, will materialize your first stage of Bohimai development. And this is going to transform you yeah, from now onward. So this is very useful. Yeah. After this I will go through, then you will develop the understanding. Okay, now we will do the salutation to the triple jump. Bhutang Pujayami. Damang Pujayami Sanghang Pujayami Okay, just relax body and mind. Maintain some form of attentiveness. Then develop the very strong faith. Like I mentioned earlier on, before some of you are coming. Today is a very auspicious day because today is the Kuan Yin Bodhisattva's Enlightenment Day. Yeah. It also marks her birthday. Mm. And this is the day where a lot of wholesomeness yeah, will arise. Last night I received a WhatsApp from one of the Kayanamita. They were from one family. Uh, I didn't know there was a temple in somewhere near to MBBJ, PJ site, where they are holding the 50th anniversary of this Kuan Yin uh, Enlightenment Day. Uh, and they brought the vegetarian food also <laughs> and offered it to us. Uh, so this morning, I think they came. Oh, last night, uh, not morning, they came. So, I told my wife, the condition is such, that's why Pamasuri chose today. So, you should thank Pamasuri for proposing such a wholesome day for us to take the vow and renew our vow. Let us rejoice. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Then there was a lot of wholesomeness too. <laughs> That's why normally I don't take vegetarian. But today I don't know what happened. Uh, <laughs> the chai, chai come. <laughs> Everything come. So we don't have rice on it. So last night I told my wife, I will go and tapau chow fan, then no more chai. But didn't tapau. Instead he told me, eh, not enough veggie. You Top out all veggie and rice on it. So I top out that veggie and rice. Then I realized that chai chai also veggie on it. <laughs> and the curry. So that's why I had my, that 
only. Uh, then after that, I didn't really take anything except tea time. I had a drink, then maybe two cookie or don't know what. Uh, that's why today is like meant to be. Then uh, I can feel many things in my nature. It's like we know Kayanamita, like I used to share with you all at last year's what they call gathering of Kayanamita. Hmm. The forces are moving and our Kayanamita's nature are moving. And a lot of you, I tell you, your cultivation will be different when you have the faith, the understanding and the sincerity. Hmm. Most important thing is your faith, Sada, hmm. then the Virya. Hmm. Then when you are sincere, you diligently just cultivate after you have developed the first phase of Dhamma, Pariyati, the understanding of the cultivation. With all the sharing that we had, you have more than enough information and material for cultivation. Yeah. And all this will help you in a very great way because these are all very direct instruction pointers towards the truth. It will enable many beings to awaken. Yeah. And this type of understanding is very rare, just like the six patriarch platform sutta. Every time before we start a sutta, the opening verse, mm. this style of dhamma is very rare. Mm. Sometimes for even 500 million eons, you may not even encounter them. Mm. So now that you have the condition mm, and the opportunity, you should determine strongly. Then like I wrote, on the white border, you turn to page 10 first. Eh? Page 10 is the page after our puja. Eh? Introduction to the causes and conditions eh? for the sharing of the cultivation of the Bodhisattva way. Mm. Then as usual, I say just relax your body and mind and we will start our sharing. Tonight's session will be very unique and special, as I have promised you all many months ago, even before the Sun spiritual trip to speak on this topic, walking the Bodhisattva way. Mm. I knew then there were causes and conditions for such a teaching to come to this world. And this particular condition was very unique because it actually came about when I was sharing the Buddha Dhamma early on. Somehow this particular topic keep on arising. Then the funny thing is, all of a sudden, many Kayanamita wrote to me to inquire about this topic. They asked me about this type of cultivation. A few of them even told me before this, they did not even dream of taking this Bodhisattva way. They were already very contented with the sainthood way. But somehow things happened. Deep inside, they felt that there was something they had to do. <coughs> then because of all these conditions, when I saw the email and inquiry, I replied to them all. Then later on, another strong condition arose. When I was at the Ciji Jingsi bookshop at Tropicana Mall, 
I just pick up one book with the title Wu Liang Yi Jing. At first, I got no idea what this book was all about. But I heard about the book. It's supposed to be the one of the very very powerful teaching of the Pure Land tradition. Yeah. Means the Sutta of the Infinite or Innumerous Meaning. Hmm. Ah, uh, yeah, I have written here, so I didn't really know what this Wuliang Yi Ching was all about. I only knew it was a pure land teaching, so I flicked over the book and I saw this sutta. Then when I read the sutta, I found it strange, but familiar. It first talked about the cultivation of these great beings, the Bodhisatta, and how they cultivate the Bodhisatta way. Then there was another section that talked about the perfection of Pusian, it was all in the sutta. Then when I read the one on the Bodhisattva way, which I wrote to you all later on, it was so beautiful because everything that was written there, I realized I had already done them all before. So when the condition arose, I knew there were a lot of Kayanamita who had the affinity born of their past cultivation. They also felt something and their nature somehow knew this was something where they had to seriously develop the understanding. Then when I started to share some of the Bodhisattva ways cultivation, I came to know that many cultivators and living beings because of their lack of knowledge and understanding of this way they not even dream of walking this way because it appeared like impossible to them. They had this thought that told them, this is not for me, impossible. But this is a fallacy. This is what your thought will say. That's why when you understand this teaching and the great vows, perfection and virtues of all these great beings, especially all the Buddhas and Bodhisattva for Pusat. You will come to know how unique and special they are. You only need to develop the very strong faith, the sincerity and the perseverance or diligence <coughs> to cultivate the affinity with them and connect to their nature. Then their nature, together with their vow, will take you along and help you walk this way. The only thing you need is the three quality that I always talk about. That is the faith, the sincerity and the diligence to persevere. You must have very strong faith in the triple gem. And then you have to be very sincere. The third quality is diligence or perseverance. So here diligence means not only hard working, eh? Persevere, no matter what happened, no matter what obstacle or obstruction you may confront or face, persevere. Because sometimes you may not know your karmic past. Some of your karmic past are very heavy. So you need to go through a lot of tests. You need to go through a lot of perseverance. Hmm. So this part is very important. Eh? So the third quality is 
diligence or perseverance. When you have these three qualities developed, then with some basic understanding and wisdom, you can connect to the way. You can develop the affinity with all these great beings. Then when the affinity are there, the bodhisattva way becomes very clear and easy. That's why you need to cultivate affinity with the triple gem. That's the reason why the Buddha asked you to take refuge. Taking refuge is to cultivate a strong affinity with the triple gem. But many Theravada practitioners fail to understand what taking refuge in the triple gem meant. The triple gem actually represents all of the Buddhas, all of truth, which is the teaching, and all of the enlightened disciples of all Buddhas. That's the reason why the triple gem is very unique and very beautiful. These three qualities are not difficult if you already have the understanding. So as you cultivate, as you move along the path of Dhamma, the condition will arise. And when you have affinity with this great being, and you have the determination to cultivate the Bohi mind, the cultivation will become easy. Do you remember our Taiwan spiritual trip where we visited the Zhong Tai Chan Si? Do you know what was written on the leaflet? What was the main reason this monastery was built? It was told to us that every year millions of people will visit this place. Then what do they look forward to? Yes, the Bohi thought to plant the seed of Bohi to arise the Bohi mind, producing to go this way, which is cultivating the Bodhisattva way. Cultivators and visitors to this way place only have to develop the faith and condition to arise a single thought of Bohi to walk this way. Then the world will never be lacking in all the great beings because it all started with that one single thought of Bohi. That's the reason why the Bohi mind is very important. The single thought of Bohi Bohi means enlightenment. The single thought, the single enlightened thought of Bohi to go this way creates the condition for all the great beings to be what they are. So this single thought of Bohi is very powerful. So this one you have to bear in mind. It is just this single thought of Bohi to realize enlightenment, realizing Samasambuddhahood. Then one must have the faith, the perseverance and compassion to walk this way. I will connect all this understanding to the Bodhisattva precepts and its vow. The Bodhisattva precepts and vows are very important. These initial precepts and vows can already take you along. But later on, as you walk this way, you will know how to modify all these basic vows to suit. And you can also include all the special vows that your nature has. You will come to understand all this later on. That's why every Bodhisattva is different. Every Samasambuddha is different. But the four basic vows of all Bodhisattvas are basically always the same. And they, con- and they complement the three types of pure precepts which the Bodhisattva takes. <coughs> I will explain them 
to you later. <coughs> Now I will read to you some of the email I received for you to develop the faith and the understanding. Then we can continue with the sharing. If you have any question, you can ask. You are free to ask. Do make use of this condition to ask. While this form of mind is still around, whatever you want to know about this way and the Buddha Dhamma, you should ask. Otherwise, when the condition ceases to be, whatever you want to ask is already too late. It was the case of Venerable Ananda when Sukhiyamuni mentioned that he would come to pass in three months' time. Ananda was crying in grief because he had, he was only a sotapan then, and he had so much emotion. Until he forgot to ask the Buddha all the important questions. Luckily, Venerable Anuruddha, the other disciple of the Buddha, advised Ananda to ask a few key questions before the passing away of Sakyamuni Buddha. Hence, at the last minute, Venerable. Ananda went to ask the Buddha those important questions. <coughs> He asked the Buddha, "After you are gone, who shall we follow?" The Buddha replied, "Follow the Sutta and the Vinaya. This means all the discourses he had taught, and all the precepts he has laid down. The main core precept must be held onto. But he did say, as for the minor precepts." One can do away with them depending on the condition and the situation. After that, I think Venerable Ananda was also told to ask a few other questions. Even though what he wanted most was the Buddha's, the Buddha to stay back. <coughs> But the Buddha said no point because when the Buddha made the decision, he told Ananda. This physical body, the Nimanakaya, or the functional body of the Buddha, was already like a worn-out ulokat, waiting to collapse any time. Sakyamuni Buddha's great compassion and love for the world and sentient beings had deprived him of enough rest. That was the reason why he passed away early at the age of eighty only, whereas most of the disciples were able to live until the age of hundred and twenty. As per my earlier advice, when there are conditions, do make full use of them. Okay, I will read to you one of this email that I have compiled and sent out. I think there are two. I will read to you this first one. Sutta of Innumerous Meaning, Wuliang Yijing, Chapter One on Virtue. And this one you must listen. That's why the whole cultivation rests on one word, virtue. Whatever you do in the name of cultivation, if it doesn't bring you back to the perfection of virtue, that is not the Buddha Dharma taught by the Buddha.、Hmm. So this part, the Wu Liang Yi Ching, the chapter on virtue is very beautiful.、Yeah. Now I read to you.、Huh? You have to listen to this. When you go this way, when you take the Bodhisattva precept, do start with the planting of the first seed of Bodhi thought or the Bodhi mind, because finally your whole cultivation will embody all this understanding. This is mentioned in the Sutta of the Innumerous Meaning, Chapter One on Virtue. 
So the whole of cultivation centered on virtue, nothing else. From virtue, the whole teaching comes about. The Sutta say, true bodhisattvas are wise beings with great compassion. See, the moment you take this vow, you can have this possibility and you will be able to become bodhisattva with great compassion and wisdom. That's why he said, true bodhisattva are wise beings with great compassion. That is the opening statement. Then the Sutta further described, their minds are tranquil, ever abiding in meditation, peaceful, free of desire, and immune from any kind of delusion or wrong thought. Theirs is the mind of translucent purity with vast profound vows. They hold these vows unwavering for countless aeons. Having attained great wisdom, they penetrate all law and come to understand all the innumerable teachings. They bring refreshing coolness and help cleanse away ignorance. With boundless compassion, they work to relieve suffering beings. Bodhisattvas are living beings, true friend, mentor, and guide. They help and enable living beings to cultivate a great field of merits and blessing without being asked. They offer guidance to living beings. They are living beings' place of security and happiness. They uphold the Buddha's precept of purity and never break them, even at the cost of their life. They never become angry even when harmed, cursed, or insulted. Their mind abides in Dhamma day and night. They abide in their vows of purifying the world of all negativity and unwholesomeness of body, speech, and mind. So these are the mind state of the great beings, the Bodhisattva. So you are looking forward to this type of cultivation, this type of mind state. This is the moment you have to develop the very strong faith, the very strong sadha, leading to the virya with sincerity, and you have to vow to persevere to realize all this. And this is not difficult. Yeah. So if you really want to have all this beautiful understanding, beautiful mind state, this is what the cultivation is all about. Uh, okay, I'll read on. Uh, page 14, paragraph 2. Then after that, I received a few more of these type of emails. One of them was from a very special Kayamita. It was definitely a lady because all these were mainly written by ladies. The title she used was Arahanta and Bodhisattva Way of Path. She said, I have been resisting giving the issue about the Aranta and Bodhisattva vow any serious thought since I am a, still a Puttajana, no wisdom as yet. I have intended to wait until I have some measure of wisdom, that is, after attaining the path and fruition before deciding on the specific path to take. However, there seems to be some unease each day for the time being. I only aspire to work towards arahanship, 
I had no courage or wisdom whatsoever to walk the Bodhisattva path. But last Friday, the 10th of October 2014, when I read your email about the Bodhisattva way, I don't know why, but I was so touched and moved to tears that my tears flow freely. I am similarly moved to tears each time I recite mindfully Pusian Pusas Tankri Vow in Mandarin. After your explanation, I knew they are tears of gratitude and joy. Then on Monday, I received a WhatsApp message reminder from a very patient Mahayana friend who had been asking me to seal Pudhising. It means to cultivate the Bodhi mind, to walk the Bodhisattva way. So these two reminders came back, meaning to aspire for the Bodhisattva way and to cultivate the Bodhisattva path. Somehow this time I didn't resist and I kneel humbly before the Buddha Rupang and express very sincerely my initial aspiration or vow to cultivate the Bodhisattva way and humbly ask Kuan Yin Bodhisattva, the great compassionate Bodhisattva, to help and guide me along the way. Then when I sat down to meditate, the Heart Sutta kept playing non-stop in my mind, even when I was sleeping. This lasted for a few days. I really need all the guidance and help to cultivate the Bodhisattva way. Hope I had the condition to cultivate the paramis needed to support me along the way. The second part is on delusion and dream state. When I contemplated on all the dreams that I had, I realized that when this egoic self was not the main character in the dream, I had complete awareness of the dream from when it was about to start right to the end. When the dream ended, I could even become a critic of the dream in the dream state itself. However, when the egoic mind or mind was the main character in the dream, such detached awareness of its arising was lost, and I was completely sunk right into the dream and got myself entangled in the emotion and feeling. The delusion was extremely strong. An example was the dream I had yesterday morning. <coughs> I was climbing up a very tall ladder. When I was about three steps below the peak or summit, I felt very dizzy and was about to fall off the ladder. When I looked down, I couldn't see the ground. Then I sensed the feeling of fear arising. Then suddenly a very strong voice said, You are not dizzy. You are not falling. Instantly, all feeling of dizziness and fear of falling vanished without a trace. In the dream, I was totally amazed to the sudden and complete change. After that, I was able to climb up and down the ladder without any dizziness or fear of falling down. Brother thank you so much for taking the time to read my rumbles. Your patience and compassion inspired and drive me on to cultivate sincerely with metta and respect always. Sign. So this was the email. We should all rejoice with the wholesomeness. We are saying, Sadhu, Sadhu, Sadhu. There are many of you, maybe at this point of time, you may not know your past as yet, because you have not really connected and built up the ability to recall your past cultivation. 
not really in the sense of recalling past time. Recall here means after you have connected, then all the understanding will come back to you. It's not about reading past life because this spiritual nature is different from the karmic nature. I explained this during our last Thursday class sharing. The transcript is going to be ready soon. You should read that book, Who Are You? What Are You? Again, how the two nature, the spiritual nature and the karmic nature interact and how the form and mind come about. So who are you? What are you? It's all very clearly explained in the book. Like what I explained, the moment you are born, karma will come into play because according to the Buddha, you are born of your karma, heir to your karma, conditioned and supported by your karma, and you are what you are because of your karma. And when the Buddha said you are born of your karma, he is not referring to your true nature. He is referring to your form and mind, the karmically conditioned form and mind, which are subject to karma. Then there is another nature, which is the spiritual nature. And this spiritual nature is unlike your karmic nature, just like what I explained in the talk. It's all in the transcript book. It's very easy to understand and also very clearly explain in there regarding this spiritual nature, not until you can connect with your true nature. You cannot inherit anything from it. When you know how to meditate and how to silence your mind, then you can connect. The moment the silent mind touches the nature, the form and mind will understand a lot of things. That form and mind will progress very fast. It will understand what sati is. It will also understand what that nature is. Then once you go through cessation, you would have passed by the enlightenment sages of the sainthood way. But if you had cultivated this before, it will move across very fast and you will reach back to your past cultivation pretty fast. That's how you inherit. Then if you want to, you can understand many things via the silent mind. Once connected, you inherit your nature's past perfection and cultivation. You will understand the Dhamma very fast and very easily. You may also come to realize that earlier on, you may not understand many of these things. But all of a sudden, you can understand them now. And there are a lot of things you will come to understand. Things which you may not have learned them this life. Yet, you can understand. You will also come to understand how they actually arise and how they pass away and how these are possible. <coughs> just like what happened to me since the year 1986, everything just happened. The teacher came, the book came, and the guide came. Then within three years after I connect, all this past understanding came back to me. Then when I read the sutta or when I heard truth, I could just understand them even though some of these understanding were not written in any book before. There was no doubt or fear, nothing, because the Dhamma is Pachetang, can be realized by the wise each for themselves. And there is no doubt and everything is very clear. Because of that, 
you will also come to understand all this when the time comes. That's why I always say, you will never know who you are until you connect. Do you remember Brother Song? Uh, he's here. <laughs> he is the only male Kayamita connected thus far. Uh, he always talked to me, but he never writes me any email. Initially, he also had this thought because the Mandimai could not understand. He always said he is very char. Huh? You know the meaning eh? in Mandarin. Huh? Meaning very slow and weak in his cultivation. But the moment he connects, he moves so fast. How is it possible? Things that he never understood before, after he connects, the moment he reads my Dhamma notes, my transcript, the dependent origination, Paticca Samupada teaching again, he straightway understands, despite the fact that before he connects, he had tried reading them six times, yet he could not understand. But all of a sudden, after he connects, he read the notes again, and he could understand. The reason being this teaching come from the silent mind. And so you had not realized the silent mind's awakening. You cannot understand. Then many things just happen. And he is now so clear about the great difference between thought-based meditation and awareness-based meditation. And he kept on having this joy of understanding for two or three months after he had connected. Then he kept on sharing with others and me, reporting things that a normal person could not understand. So these are the things that are possible, and your time will also come. You only need to develop the faith, the three things I had written on the whiteboard. Uh, that was last time. Huh? That is sada, the sincerity, and the diligence. Then just cultivate. Don't try to know. Forget about what the thoughts are telling you, like, this way is so difficult, impossible, not for me, etc. No more such gullible thinking. We are also very blessed and or lucky because when we went to Fo, sorry, Fakusan, the monastery of Master Senyan in Taiwan, I saw this book, the Bodhisattva Palm, Direction to Buddhahood. When I flicked through the pages, I saw that it was very simple and very easy to understand because this was written for people who are keen to walk the path. It's very simple and very basic. And this is where and how you start. After that, sorry, afterwards, I will read to you. I hope I have the time. Almost an hour has gone. Okay, I better finish off this email before it's too late. Mm. Let me know the time, otherwise not enough time to take the vow. <laughs> I need at least 20 minutes eh, for the vow. Mm. I think it should be okay. Eh? Okay. Uh, paragraph 3, uh, page 17. Now I read to you my reply to her. I wrote to her and I said, Mahasadu to you for your strong faith and good past. I really rejoice with your wholesomeness. The Bodhisattva way is not difficult when you understand. And there is a lot of joy too. 
Just like what the Heart Sutta said, true emptiness is wonderful existence. Based on what you have shared below, you definitely had good past condition and affinity to walk this way. So do not allow the thought to deter you. Cultivate great affinity with Kuan Yin and other great beings and Samasam Buddha and make the appropriate aspiration and vow to go this way. Then everything will just follow and fall into place. Be sincere, have faith and persevere with strong resolve. Then all will be well because their nature will help bless, protect and guide you. Always remember, you have to ask for their blessing, protection and guidance. Do you know why you need this tree, blessing, protection and guidance? You need to be blessed. It's easy to understand. Then why must you ask them to protect you? Your true nature never dies. eh? So why do you need protection? It is to protect this form and mind which is very fragile. Like I always said, this form and mind is very fragile, vulnerable and delicate. So every life you come, you have a vehicle and a tool. That is your form and mind. And that one, very, very fragile. Hmm. If the supporting conditions cease to be or disappear, then death can occur. This form and mind is just a vehicle and tool for you to come and develop the cultivation, etc. Every life you come as a human being, you may not have much time to cultivate, to develop the understanding. But you have to go through the three phases of life as a kid. You don't know anything as yet. Then you go to school, finish your study and go out to work. Then with your worldly duties, you will have not much time or no time for your spiritual cultivation. So only those who have their vows and their past perfection and cultivation Their karma will take them along and they will know how to do this cultivation early. Then you have to connect. After connecting, only then can you continue your cultivation. So every life you come, you actually do not have much time. A lot of people don't even have the condition to come into contact with the Buddha Dhamma. So if you don't have their protection before you even connect, chances are the form and mind is already gone. Like this life, I myself can recall not less than three incidents or occasions. This form and mind of mine was supposed to die before it even get connected. So it was because of this, this nature's affinity with this great being, especially Kuan Yin Bodhisattva's nature that have protected this form and mind of mine from this dispersing. And they don't have to be around because it can manifest via their vows and their understanding of the nature's law that governs all of life and existence. And it will also know how to connect. Then life after life, because this nature of mine make those vows, those aspirations to seek their protection via the power of merits, wholesomeness and understanding. Hence, this becomes possible. When you seek their blessing, protection and guidance, their nature will continuously guide you, protect you and bless you. That's why 
you are very well protected, like very lucky, very blessed, and properly guided. Then somehow everything will fall into place. That's why you must know how to develop and look for this affinity and connection. I will continue with my reply to the lady's email. I said, I will explain further when I meet up with you in person. There are many others too who are interested in this way. Maybe we can gather them together and we can have a separate private session on this topic. By and with Meta always. So that was the main condition that led to this first private session. I also promised you all that it would be held after our Amazon spiritual trip. I was thinking this year end break was the best. Initially, a few Kayamita told me they would not make it. But I think the turnout for the session, which is today, is very good. Most of us can make it. And we should thank Sister Padma Suri for suggesting the date. So we rejoice. Eh? Ah, rejoice. Eh? Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Then after that, she replied to me. The title was requesting, Request for Guidance and Reporting. The lady Kaimita said, Dear Brother Theo, I was filled with joy reading your email reply. I'm most thankful for my good karma to have you guiding me on this Bodhisattva way. It is a wonderful idea to have a private session with others who aspire on the same path. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. And then she ends her email signing off. Huh? As with heartfelt gratitude and respect. And I replied to her by saying, Do listen to yesterday's 12 October 2014 whooping Ching search sharing. Because there were conditions for some of the below understanding to be shared. Please do listen to the later part of the talk and the many mysterious things that happened on that day too. It was just like the earlier Clang talk on emptiness. There were some forces initially that tried to disrupt the talk, just like what happened at the earlier Clang talk. It was also because of power failure at Wuping Ching starting from 2.30pm until about 3.30pm by Meta always. The talk in Clang on emptiness is the same too. It was interrupted initially. We had to start late because the chanting ended late. Then after that, the microphone encountered problem. But all this when we allow condition to echo and flow and when we didn't react to the problem, everything just fall back into place. At Wu Ping Ching Sir, it was the same. The power failure started early. Then I remember Stephanie called me. Pratio, shall we cancel the class? I asked her why. She said power failure at Wu Ping Ching Sir. Without power is dark, hot and stuffy. Then she also said nobody turned up yet except Sister Manjuan. Then I said, never mind, we will continue with the class because we had already promised people, so we will have the class. From 2.30 until 3.30, there was still no power. We started meditation first, although normally we would start with the sutta first. Then as I was giving some instruction during the meditation, the power supply came back. 
suddenly came back and everything was back to normal. After that, we had a very good sharing. Somehow, there were conditions on that day after the power resumed and I started the sharing after the meditation. The moment I start, I wanted to share the Bodhisattva way and the cultivation, all of a sudden, it rained and rained very heavily and it really pours. The thunder was also very loud. It was pouring heavily outside. Then all of a sudden, there was a very loud burst of thunder and the power tripped again. <laughs> that was because the higher beings were rejoicing. Again, the power was reconnected. I think Mimi was there with her husband. They came to join us late. So many things just happened. Nature is like that. There is nothing psychic about this type of thing. It's just nature's way. Because very likely the higher beings also wanted to know about this cultivation. So there were many conditions for all this to arise. This can also help many of you to develop the faith. So do listen to the sharing on that day attentively. Then in between also, the Thursday and Tuesday classes, there were many occasions when the condition arose and I shared. Then after that, I wrote back to the lady. The below is for your personal sharing only. I wrote to most Kainamita who might be interested and have the condition. I said, do reply to me directly. Let me know if you are interested to join us for the private, se private session to discuss the below topic. I intend to hold this private session to discuss this topic after the Ermeisan spiritual treat. I will forward a I will forward a rather good reply from another Kayamita for sharing by all later. The other email is this one. As mentioned in my earlier email, this is another email for your personal sharing. Hope this can help strengthen your faith and resolve further by and with Meta always. Uh, why not you all go back and read this part? Eh? Because we may not have enough time. Eh? Okay, you go back and read eh? page 20 onwards. This second email also very good. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. The rest you go and read. Eh? Then we turn to page 101. We get ready eh? for the taking of the Bodhisattva vow. Okay. Uh, anybody want to go to the loo, you can. Eh? Yeah. We will start again in about two minutes time. Eh? Thank you. 
also here. We use the one o two one. Yeah, this one, this one o two one is more comprehensive. Yeah. This one I include the three sets of pure precepts and all those things. Yeah. The actual taking is on page one o six.
page 102, eh, the last paragraph, taking of the Bodhisattva vow, eh, C6. Eh. Now I will lead you to take the Bodhisattva vow. Taking of the Bodhisattva vow, now we shall prepare ourselves, develop the faith, sadha, and the virya, and then mindfully we will do this together. I will read to you the preparatory part first. Yeah? As is traditional, you may seek out a Buddhist center or temple or a shrine and take the Bodhisattva vow in the presence of a teacher. Or, if you cannot do so, you can take them at home in front of a sacred shrine. So it's up to you if you had the condition to do it at a way place. With a teacher, you can also do it. Otherwise, if you already have the understanding and your past, you can just do in front of the altar uh, or anywhere that you have the affinity to do it. Hmm. Then you must do this. So this one now will develop it eh, as you listen to what I share. One must make strong aspiration to take these bodhisattva vows with great determined faith, understanding and sincerity in front of the Buddha or any of these great Mahabodhisattva who had gone forth before you. So the very strong aspiration is very important, eh? the very strong resolve to take this bodhisattva vow. With great determined faith, understanding and sincerity. Eh? So now we are doing in front of the Buddha and all the great Mahabodhisattva eh, who have gone for before us. Tonight we have all the great beings nature here, Sakyamuni Buddha, Amitabha Buddha, Maitreya Buddha, Kuanyin Bodhisattva, Pusyan Pusa, Tisangwang Pusa, and all the other great Mahabodhisattvas and Buddhas of all the ten directions. Together, in front of them, we shall make this strong resolve and aspiration to take this vow. Okay, are you all ready? Ready? Yeah, okay. Be in the kneeling posture. Huh? to develop the great resolve eh? and the making of this special aspiration to walk the Bodhisattva way sincerely with great determination and understanding. This is just to make the aspiration to walk this way, not the actual taking of the vow as yet. But you must determine strongly because later on I will explain to you all how to develop the actual vow after you have made all this special aspiration to walk this way, the Bodhisattva way. 
Without the right view and right understanding, you cannot walk this way successfully. That's the reason why we must take, we must make this aspiration for you to have the understanding life after life to walk this way. Now I will teach you how to invoke this aspiration. You all can recite after me, yeah, following the notes. Making a special aspiration to walk the Bodhisattva way. You all recite after me. Yeah. Making the special aspiration to walk the Bodhisattva way. Uh, after I read, you all read. Eh? Okay, we start again. Making a special aspiration to walk the Bodhisattva way. By the power of whatever blessing and wholesomeness that this nature of mine has cultivated from the distant past until now may it arise the causes and conditions for this nature of mine To have the following right Dhamma understanding. Life after life. Whenever it choose to come. Or have to come. In the form of a form and mind. Right view regards to. The law of karma. Karma niyama. The law of dependent origination or dwelling, citta niyama. The four noble truths, dhamma niyamas. Then I will read the note. You all listen attentively. Note. This right view, we have already learned them. So you have to go back and reflect, contemplate and develop the second turning wisdom on your own. We have gone through the law of karma many times. How from there the essential Dhamma of the Buddha comes about, and how the Buddha actually developed the teaching to advise you to avoid all evil, do good, and purify the mind. Then how he advised you to renew your precept, take refuge, etc. All this comes from this right view, then you can develop the meditation to understand how you function as a human being via citta niyama. And finally, from the Four Noble Truths, which is the essence of the Buddha's teaching, all the other essential Dhamma are spin-off from there. Then after that, we will reaffirm. Sorry. Then after that, we reaffirm to understand the below second right view clearly. So now, you recite after me. Eh? To understand the two aspects of the five aggregates of form and mind clearly. Via the direct seeing. To realize that they are all conditioned arising entity. Causal phenomena. Hence impermanent. 
leading to suffering. Not me. Non-self and empty. This so-called living being, the five aggregates of form and mind, it's just a comically conditioned vehicle and tool for us to come to this existential world, to develop the cultivation and experience all of the beauty and wonders of life. So need to use it with wisdom to arise the appropriate right thought, right speech and right action so as to be a blessing to all and not to be deluded by it. Then to constantly recite with understanding the following profound dhammas. Rupang anichang Rupang anatha Vedana anichang Vedana anatha Sanya anichang Sanya anatha Sankara anichang Sankara anatha Vinyanang anichang Vinyanang anatha Sabbe sankara anichang Sabbe sankara dukang And sabbe dhamma anatta. Okay, then the third right view. Eh? Having developed the above right views, this nature of mind vows to always keep the following three sets of pure precepts. We are following the advice of all Samasambuddhas. So you have to make a note. Eh? These three set of pure precepts, they are deeper uh, and wider understanding of the advice of the Buddha. Eh? I read, then you will understand. To avoid all evil, and understand clearly what constitutes evil. The three evil roots of greed, hatred, and delusion are the root of all evils. The three 
Then I will read to you the notes. Huh? This one you listen attentively. Then you all have to go back and expand on this. What is greed? Not only your greediness, all of your craving, covetousness, deceitfulness, desire, lust, etc. Including whatever you want to take advantage of. All these are part of the evil roots of greed. Then the second evil roots of hatred is not only your anger and hatred. It includes your envy, jealousy and everything else including all your other negative emotions, unpleasant mental states like dislike, unhappiness, etc. They are all part of these evil roots. Then delusion is ignorance, self-delusion, leading to fear, worry, anxiety, sorrow and lamentation. All these are the three evil roots of self-delusion or sakyaditi. Okay, then we will continue with our next, uh, the next aspiration. Eh? To cultivate all virtues and blessings, blessing. leading to the perfection of them all. So this is your second set of pure precepts. Eh? So the, the note, eh? you make a note. Mm. Do you understand the difference between this and the advice of the Buddha that you normally heard hear of? This one makes it even clearer. Most people only recite avoid all evil and sometimes they never include the word all. They just say avoid evil written at the gate wall of SJBA. The actual advice of the Buddha is all evil is to be avoided. Then what did we add? To avoid all evil and to understand clearly what constitutes evil. That is more important. If you don't even know what constitutes evil, then how can you avoid all evil? That's the reason why you vow life after life to have this understanding. So that when you come, when you hear this advice again, you connect straight away. It will manifest through your vows and aspirations then you will also know how to cultivate all virtues and blessings leading to the perfection of them all, which is the second pure set of pure precepts. The normal cultivation is just to do good or cultivate wholesomeness whenever there is condition. But this pure precept is to cultivate all virtues and blessings leading to perfection of them all. So this is more extensive. Eh? This understanding is very important because for the Bodhisattva way, we need to go a lot deeper than the normal cultivation. Then the last set of pure precepts is to cultivate wisdom to help liberate and take across all sentient beings. This one is very important. Eh? Means Instead of just purifying your mind, you need to cultivate wisdom eh? to help liberate and take across all sentient beings. So to do this, you have to perfect the understanding of the cultivation. Means you have to penetrate all dhammas. Yeah. Then I read to you the notes. Huh? These are the aspirations that you make 
so that life after life when you come, you will have this right understanding and true Dhamma understanding. Then only you can cultivate with the right understanding because these are very important right views. That's the reason why I constantly remind you all to make sure that you all get this right and make use of this sasana's great window of opportunity to plant the seed of Bohi so that in the future all this understanding can manifest and come back to you. Then also at the at our recent March 216 Cameron Highland retreat, there were conditions for all this to arise too because of conscious nature that arise on the eighth day, including all the other appropriate conditions that also fall into place. That's the reason why, through my nature's understanding, I have already granted to all of you there, uh, all those who were there, the pure wish to have this understanding. But that pure wish cannot take place or manifest into reality if on your part, you don't cultivate the appropriate causes and conditions to connect to all these great beings. So today's taking of the vow is the next stage after the Cameron Highland retreat for you all to have the right condition to walk the Bodhisattva way. If you do all this, it means you have successfully planted the seed of Bohi and you are set for all of your future coming, then you will connect. And not long after that, the vow will take you along. That's why all these are very beautiful understanding because the condition just came during this sasana's window of opportunity. A lot of things just happened. The book came and everything else also came. Initially, I didn't intend to teach you so fast about the five stages of Bohemian development and the cultivation because that is a very difficult and long topic. But because this book came and in the nick of time and it has the requisite condition for me to explain to you and summarize to you the understanding so that in future when we do all this sharing, you all can understand. Okay, now we will go to the section, eh? most important one, the actual taking of the Bodhisattva vow. Okay, you listen. Eh? This is the moment of truth. And we will do it with understanding so that this vow can become very firmly established. We shall plant the seed of Bohi by taking this vow. Then the three sets of pure precepts are actually the advice of the Buddha, but we have modified it to suit our Bodhisattva way cultivation. These three sets of pure precepts actually covers the cultivation of all precepts. Because when you avoid all evil, we are understanding what constitutes evil. Then we will be cultivating all virtues and blessings leading to the perfection of them all. That means you are incapable of evil. Hence cultivating all precepts. Then after that, the last set of pure precepts is to cultivate and perfect all wisdom so that you can help liberate living beings and take them all across, thereby fulfilling the first of the four basic vows of the Bodhisattva. 
So these three sets of pure precepts were tied in with the four basic vows practices. That's the reason why they can become very powerful and beautiful and it will make a big difference to your cultivation. Now we will recite the vow following the Avam Dasaka Sutta format. Mm. So I will read this part huh, where Pusian wrote. A Bodhisattva vow can be found at the end of Avam Dasaka Sutta as given by Samantarabhara Bodhisattva or Pusian Pusa. He had advised that the Bodhisattva vow are to be taken with the following two famous verses from the Sutta. Now compose your mind, determine with faith, sincerity and understanding. Then together we shall recite them. Okay, now is the moment of truth. Eh? For those who are uh, renewing, you also can do it. For those who are doing for the first time, eh? make sure you develop the faith eh? and the understanding. Okay, you recite after me. Eh? Just as all previous sugata. The Buddha generated the Bohi mind of enlightenment and accomplished all the stages of Bodhisattva training. So toward this nature of mind for the sake of all living beings generate the Bohi mind of enlightenment and resolve to accomplish all the stages of the Bodhisattva training so that the seed of Bohi can be strongly planted within our nature. This nature of mind further vows with utmost sincerity Faith and, Faith and perseverance to walk to perfection. To walk to perfection. This, bodhisattva this bodhisattva way, we are taking, we are taking the, initial the initial four basic vow of a bodhisattva. Of a bodhisattva. Hmm. The first vow. Huh? This nature of mind, this nature of mind vows to liberate the countless living beings being from, from samsara and take them all across, them all across to, the to the other shore. The second vow. This nature of my vows, of my vows to, endure to endure and severe, and severe all, suffering all suffering and vexation. Then the third Bodhisattva vow. This nature of my vows to cultivate and penetrate all dhammas, to realize the perfection of all wisdom. Then the last of the four vows. Eh? This nature of my vows to perfect the ten perfections. 
To realize the unsurpassed sama sambudahut. Hmm. Okay. Now you listen. Eh? I'll read to you the notes. from these four basic vows, there are other additional vows that can help you to develop the cultivation. Then later on, as you walk this way, you will have your own uniqueness, your own unique speciality or quality of cultivation. Then you can make miscellaneous vows that are unique to your nature and all those things. So I will now read to you so that you can develop the understanding. We will then take the additional vow so that it can help you break all your coming obstruction to bring about the way so that you can cultivate more easily. Coming obstruction can be very powerful and a lot of cultivators get trapped because of coming obstruction and they cannot immediately move. Even in this line, when the sasana is still around, for 10 to 15 years, you may be hindered or trapped because of past karmic, past life karma, karmic obstruction. You may have misled people, causing them to lose their way. That's the reason why this karmic obstruction can come back to obstruct you. If you don't ask for forgiveness and do not repent, you cannot break it. This is a very powerful way which my nature had developed through its own understanding from the past cultivation. Now I will share this with you. This can also be applied to many other situations. So you have to adjust it accordingly to suit your particular condition and need. But basically, it covers most situations. Then you can use it to help people just like in this life, I have helped many depressed cases and living beings with problems born of their coming obstruction. So now we will go through the additional vow huh, to break all coming obstruction to bring about the way. Huh. You can recite after me. Huh. If by action, speech or thought, whether knowingly or unknowingly, we are ignorant. Delusion and heedlessness. This nature of mine had offended. Or done anything wrong. Out to the triple gem. The Buddha, Dharma and Sangha. This nature of my vows. Oh sorry. This nature of mine would like to sincerely ask for forgiveness. So I read the note, you just listen. This one is very important because he had committed coming offense against the triple gem or causticism to the Sangha. 
such karmic offense can be very severe and your karmic obstruction will come and obstruct or disturb you. But the beauty about the triple gem is the moment you ask for forgiveness sincerely, it will neutralize the coming obstruction immediately because the triple gem has already taken the vow to forgive all beings, the vow of all enlightened ones. Now we will continue with the next few additional vows. Yeah. Oh, thank you for that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> already 10-10. Uh, don't worry. A few more, then we will finish. Yeah? Quite fast already. Okay. Now you recite after me. Yeah? So ever from the distant past until now. Whether knowingly or unknowingly. That this nature of mind has caused any karmic negativity. Misery, suffering or misled. This nature of mine would like to sincerely ask for forgiveness from them all. May my this sincere request for forgiveness be accepted by all. So that all this coming obstruction can be amicably resolved. Or watered down, or lessened, thereby enabling this nature of mind to continue with its cultivation, to realize the true Dhamma with ease. Then the third one. This nature of mind also vowed to repent from now onwards. Vow never to repeat any of this karmic negativity. Born of greed, hatred and delusion. We are following the advice of the Buddha. To avoid all evil. Do good. And purify my mind. And strive on with heedfulness. To keep the five precepts and cultivate the Buddha Dhamma diligently so that you will never violate this law of karma again whenever it arises. Then the fourth one by the power whatsoever, wholesomeness or merits. That this nature of mind had cultivated since the distant past until now. May it arise the causes and conditions for this nature of mind to have the ability to overcome all other coming obstruction or obstacle amicably. So that this nature of mind will be able to gain back its life, to walk the path of Dhamma, life after life, to fulfill 
and realize all is bodhisattva. Okay, then I read you the note. Eh? The fourth additional vow is very important because you invoke your own power merits. This is the turnaround to help you move again. Without this invocation of power of merits, this turnaround cannot happen. The coming obstruction can be very deviant and can be very powerful too. So when you invoke power of merits for causes and conditions, then it will dissolve itself. Then you can connect back. Initially, you have to do this until your way is beyond the third stage of Bohemian development. At the third stage of Bohemian development, you will develop the very unique third phase cultivation to illuminate your Buddha nature. This means you not only realize your true mind, but you also connect to your gateway to your nature. Then you will have the ability to develop the cultivation until you can illuminate this true nature within, until it becomes so different. Then you will know from then onward, you will never regress anymore. By then, all this coming obstruction will be gone. Otherwise, you cannot realize that type of enlightenment. So the initial phase, before you hit the third stage of Bohemian development, you still have to ask for forgiveness to break this, to break your coming obstruction. Then the last type of vow Adi should be Adi, additional miscellaneous vow to help enhance the cultivation. So this one, like I mentioned just now, your unique cultivation. Okay, this one is just like to help you. It's up to you. If you want to use this, you can. If you don't want, also can. So these are the miscellaneous additional vow. We just read together. This nature of my vow to be successful in fulfilling all my above vows soon as possible, to cultivate strong affinity with all Buddhas and Bodhisattva, and to request their nature's constant blessing, protection, and guidance always, to strengthen my five spiritual faculties of Sada, Virya, Sati, Samadhi, and Panya until they become balas or powers life after life, so that all the above vows can be successfully fulfilled with ease. <coughs> so these are very important additional miscellaneous vows. So on the note, I read to you. Do you know why you have to do this? It is because most spiritual cultivators never perfect their spiritual faculty until they become unshakable. That's the reason why every life when they come, they have to train they have to do all this training all over again. But this lie, I realize that this nature of mine is different. Because when it comes, the moment I cultivate, the spiritual faculties are there, are already there. That's the reason why I can just sit, silent the mind, and just meditate. And I just know what to do. All this must have come from the vow. Otherwise, this nature cannot be what it is today. Like very lucky, everything goes its way. And it can just understand. It can never touch psychic and all those energy field things. I never learned all this in my life. Then how can it happen? Very likely, 
It is because of all this right view, the perfection, the aspiration, and the vows. This teaching is either forgotten or lost. And you have to understand that every bodhisattva can evolve their own understanding and come out with better and better ones, just like this life. This is what my nature understands and is able to share all this with you all. This is the third additional vow. Then the fourth additional vow, eh, or miscellaneous vow is, we recite together, eh, to cultivate extensively all virtues, blessings and merits to help support my cultivation so that they will shine forth to aid this nature of mine when needed in time of trials, difficulties and tribulation while walking the Bodhisattva way. So now you understand, huh? without all this virtue perfected, you got not enough merits to invoke. You need to invoke power of merits for all this. So that's why you have to perfect them all. Yeah? Which is also indirectly speeding up your final vow. You remember, the final vow is to perfect all the ten perfections to become Samasambuddha. But if you cultivate extensively, means cultivate all virtue yeah, and all of this wisdom and understanding, means you are actually doing the perfection at the same time. So that after your fulfillment of the third Bodhisattva vow, the fourth one becomes very easy, like automatic, because you have almost done it. Yeah. Normally, by then, you would have perfected at least a few of the perfections. Yeah. Especially virtue. Yeah. That one is easier. Mm. And for my nature, I perfected the vow first, Aditana. Uh, that one was my specialty. Yeah. Okay, I read to you the notes. Huh? I think it should be something along that line, quite similar to what I just explained. This additional vow is very important because my nature realized without this virtue, blessing and merits, it's very difficult to walk this way. That's the reason why my nature came to realize that a lot of Zen masters, when they come, they suffer a lot. And they have to go through a lot of difficulties because their focus is too much centered on cultivation alone. Virtue are equally important. Always remember this. If you are a true cultivator, your final result will be you become virtuous. The noble eightfold path. Yeah. So this is a natural consequence. That's why all cultivation center on virtue. Virtue are equally important. Love, compassion, merits and blessing are also very important. That's the reason why Sakyamuni's way is very good. He set up the Sangha and the lady. That's the reason why he said you must keep the precept then follow that type of practice and cultivation. For according to the Buddha, virtue is a source of true happiness and joy. Virtue is a source of true peacefulness of mind. But the last one is the best. Virtue is a source of true spiritual wealth. You will gain spiritual wealth when you make offering to the worthy ones. In return, they will share with you the Dhamma and they will send blessing to you. That's the reason why you must make the vow, the aspiration we are reciting, imina, punyang, kamina, etc. 
meaning invoking the power of merits. We are reciting by the power whatever merits that you have cultivated. May it arise a causes and condition for you to always avoid the foolish and the heedless. Meet up with the wise and the enlightened one, so that Nibbana can be realized soon as possible. But you must understand who the heedless are and who the enlightened ones are. If you don't cultivate and have the right view and right understanding, you cannot identify them. You may have the vow, but of no use because you don't even know who are the heedless and what constitute evil. Hence, you are still gullible and still can become their good friends, even though you make those vows to avoid them. It is because you vow without understanding, like I used to tell you. You vow to meet up with Maitreya Buddha when he arrives, and because of that, when he arrives, very likely, you are born. You may meet him, but you cannot recognize him. So not much use, right? This is because you do not know what are the qualities of a Buddha. Ah, uh, if you do not cultivate the understanding and affinity, you just vow to meet, but you don't recognize, then you cannot follow. Hence, doubt arise. The worst is when you meet, you abuse him, because you cannot recognize him. When that happens, nobody can help you. If you abuse a Samasambuddha, no amount of repentance can help you because that is really heavy karma. Mm. So you need to be very careful. Yeah? Mm. Ah, finish already, eh? Ah, okay. Okay, we can end eh? our today's session with the understanding of what constitutes the ten perfection leading to Buddhahood. So this one, I let you go back and read. Eh? Page 111, 112. Then the final one is 113, yeah? on top, the 10 perfection. These are the 10 perfection, the virtue that you have to perfect, finally, your fourth vow. Yeah? Generosity, yeah? or dana parami. Second is virtue, sila. That's why once you have finished your cultivation of the first three uh, vow of the Bodhisattva, you have perfected dana parami and sila parami. Uh, then renunciation is very easy. By the time you finish your second and third vow, you have perfected renunciation uh, and wisdom together. Uh, then spiritual zeal is easy because you develop it uh, until it becomes balas. Uh, we make aspiration through our chanting too. Uh, uh, then we also make through our vow. Then patient, kanti, born of wisdom, you definitely will have because you have the three things that drive you. The faith, the sincerity, and the perseverance. Eh? The patience. Then truthfulness, such a, you can know how to use the power of truth. Then you cultivate such a truthfulness. Truthfulness is very important to protect your precepts. No matter what happens, be righteous, be sincere, speak the truth. Eh? Then Aditana, this is very important. If you understand this, do it fast. It will help you in your cultivation. Because you will know how to apply them. When you know how to make vow like this, like how I help a lot of you all to turn around. Nature's law works that way. That's why you must know how to make aspiration, Aditana, determination, 
resolve and all those things. These are very important virtue hmm, or perfection. Then, of course, loving kindness, you will have them if you take the first vow. Then, equanimity is when you perfected your wisdom, you will have them. Yeah. You see, your first vow, you will have to cultivate love and compassion for you to have the ability yeah, to make that bodhisattva vow to take across all beings, to liberate them all, to take them across to the other shore. You vow to liberate all beings. So you need love and compassion. So that one you will do. <coughs> then for you to have the ability to severe eh, and endure all suffering and perfection, you must have this ability to renounce the perfection of renunciation, nikama. If you don't have that, you cannot renounce all suffering, hmm, all condition and all those things. So this part is covered under uh, just now the page one on one and one on two or oh, ten thirty. Eh? Never mind. I just finish off this. This is important. Eh? Turn to page one one two, eh? the third paragraph. First perfection is generosity. The ten perfection. That's why you come for the living beings. Eh? You have a lot of kindness, a lot of love and compassion and generosity. You serve people with an altruistic mind. You don't think for yourself anymore. There is no more mark of yourself and others. That's the reason why dana and generosity parami are very powerful. The gift of truth, the gift of service, helping out and doing whatever you can to relieve suffering of living beings is all part of generosity. So giving is very deep in its meaning. Eh? The gift of truth, gift of service, yeah. helping out and doing whatever you can to relieve suffering of living being is all part of generosity. So not just dana parami, not just materialistic giving and all those things. Yeah. So this one is very important. Yeah. When you have the means to help and you are very generous, then you can cultivate generosity parami very easily. You can bring about the causes and conditions for many beautiful things to unfold. Just like this life, all our Kanyamita has done so many wholesome things. We are our Kanyamita fans, Dana Parami. And this can help Kanyamita generate a lot of very wholesome merits and virtue. Generosity is a function of our generous heart. When you radiate love and metta and compassion, and you come for the living being, all these are very wholesome, Dana Parami. When you develop great compassion and love for living being, you also have great parami. Yeah. So the first vow can bring forth so much virtue and wholesomeness. Then you develop moral value. We are keeping your precept or sila, meaning you determine not to violate the nature's law of karma because you have right view with regards to law of karma. And you maintain wholesomeness of virtue to avoid all evil. We are following the advice of the Buddha. Then renunciation is nikama in Pali. You cultivate, we are developing wisdom to severe all attachment. That's the reason why the final summary of the first noble truth, the cause of suffering, not explained by Master Shenyan according to the Buddha, is all of suffering 
comes from self-delusion that condition you to grasp onto the five aggregates of form and mind as the I and the me. So all this grasping, clinging is the cause of suffering. So when you have the wisdom not to be deluded, you won't attach, you won't cling. You can endure and severe all suffering, resection, and renounce the conditioned world and the entire phenomenal world. This is how renunciation can be perfected. So renunciation, the meaning is very deep. Eh? Yeah. When you can endure severe or suffering, resection, or this is renunciation. It means you can renounce everything. Understand uh, the phenomenal world, everything. That's why renunciation will free your mind. If you cannot renounce, you want to hold on to things, you cannot perfect. You cannot severe or suffering. Again. So this perfection of renunciation is very powerful. Yeah. Very important. Yeah. Nikkama. A lot of people don't understand this virtue, uh, this perfection. Yeah. A lot of people take it to mean become monk, <laughs> physical renunciation. This one is renounced from all phenomenal things. Whatever that arise in this universe, they are not real. They are impermanent, lead to suffering, empty not a permanent unchanging entity. So this need wisdom to perfect. Yeah. Then you come with the clear understanding that this form of mind is not you, but only a vehicle and a tool for you to come to this world, to live and experience life and develop the cultivation. Then there is no more delusion or problem. As the user of thought, you will then know how to use your mind to arise the right thought, so as to be a blessing to all. You will understand all this, otherwise you will have problem. Then for the perfection of wisdom, you have the ability to realize it via your vow to cultivate and penetrate all dhammas to perfection. Then regarding the spiritual zeal, when you take the three refuge and vow, the faith and or sada will be there. And that's the reason why this virya will be there too, because of the Faith, eh? Saddam. Then regarding patience or kanti, it means you are not in a hurry to fulfill all this vow. That's why I say persevere. Don't try to know, just do. Otherwise your thought will come in and say, Ah, you're so long. How can I do it? Then you know what they will think of? They say, eh, certain arahan also. Eh? After a while, eh? they decide to renounce their vow and become arahant straight away. Uh, you will have this type of thought and idea, I tell you. Because you don't understand the practice, the cultivation which is so different. It means you are not in a hurry to fulfill all these vows. You can take your time to fulfill all these vows and cultivate to perfection all these parameters so that you can develop all the requisite wisdom and virtue needed to do this work. You will get to cultivate all the understanding and get to experience all the wonders and beauties of life so that you can come back to continuously perfect your karmic nature and your spiritual nature. All this can be very beautiful and meaningful. You understand this part? Eh? Eh? This one very important. No? Otherwise you want to renounce and become arahant straight away. You don't know what is the meaning of Hat Sutta. Sen Kong Miao Hyo. This is the perfection of wisdom to understand 
the beauty of life. Uh, true emptiness is wonderful existence. Then you continue to come. Form and mind not real, but no more problem. Because every life is so beautiful. And so that's why you get to experience all of the beauty and wonders of life. All these are possible. Mm. After you have perfected the understanding and wisdom, you will never lie again. Then truthfulness or such is very easy to perfect because you have no more self. You have no more selfishness. You will be very sincere and truthful in the way you go about doing things. Then all this cultivation will become like very easy. The number eight is Atitana, the eight perfection. It's very easy because this one is my specialty. My nature had more or less perfected it. Hence, I can understand it very well. That's the reason why I know how to use the power of merits to make aspiration, do repentance. We are asking for forgiveness, etc., to help you in your cultivation and also help to invoke the power and also how to invoke the power of merits to help you overcome your coming obstruction. <coughs> These are not stated in the teaching. The repentance they do is somewhat different. Even the case of Master Sun Yen, as evident by his explanation, if there are conditions, I will share more with you. It's stated in his book. You can read through it to understand why his repentant teaching is different. Different cultivators come with different understanding. He has his way. To me, this is the complete way. His is one aspect of it. Then the next perfection is loving kindness or metta. Without love and compassion, you cannot save the living being. So compassion is also under this number nine perfection. Then the number 10 perfection is equanimity or upeka, enlightenment factor, born of wisdom. Again, all this can be perfected. If you look at the 10 perfection, it's like very easy after you have developed the four basic vows of a bodhisattva. With this, we shall end our today's sharing. Shall we rejoice? Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Very good. Eh? My nature rejoices too. Okay, we quickly share Mary and transfer Mary, then we can end. Yeah? Starting with the devas. Akasata Chabumata Devanaga Mahindika Punyang Tang Anamoditwa Chirang Rakantu Lokasasana Itawata Chamehi Sampanya Pirasampadan Sabe Deva Anamodantu Sabasampati Siddhiya Idang menya tinang hotu sukita hontunya tayo Idang menya tinang hotu sukita hontunya tayo Idang menya tinang hotu sukita hontunya tayo Imina punyang kamena Mami bala samagamo Satang samagamo hotu Yawa Nivana Patiya Sadhu 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 Okay, you can pay respect.